listening to She's a Powerhouse. My name is Holly Calloway, and I'm here to share with you some stories of ordinary women who have done some extraordinary things in hopes that you'll get comfortable being uncomfortable, be okay with pushing your boundaries, and do some extraordinary things yourself. All right, y'all, welcome back to another episode of She's a Powerhouse. Today, we've got another Shattered Glass Symposium speaker with us. Jazz is going to be one of our keynotes on October 17th, and we are so, actually, it'll be the 18th whatever. And then we're going to be doing some breakout rooms on the 19th. We are so excited to have her. She owns just another season productions or jazz productions group, and she does digital marketing and production here in the upstate. Again, I don't know why I kept going outside of the upstate to find people for this show, because we have some of the most badass women right here down the street from me who are doing some of the most amazing things. So jazz has also been a member of our inner circle in the powerhouse. Um, and she's done some work with Carrie and I, and I just, you're one of those people, Jazz. First of all, welcome. Welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. Um, You're one of those people. Occasionally, we come across these women who are like, "Um, yeah, I started a small business. And we dig into it and we're like, nah, girl, you built a company. Like we, you surpassed small business from the get go. I did that. I'm like, I fully understand it because I accidentally built a company. Like I I have this small business, we have these 14 facets and all these departments and we have department heads and we've got all these projects we're working on. And like, it's not a business anymore, right? Like you, you far surpassed that. So tell me about jazz productions group and what it is that you do and what got you into that. Oh yeah. Well, first, um, I think my passion for, um, for the arts was what really ignited it because I, I grew up in a very tough situation in New York. I'm from New York originally. So it was a way for me to kind of shatter all of the, um, the gunk that was going around me. So I did a lot of acting, a lot of, uh, a lot of writing. A lot of people say I should be publishing everything that I've written across the years. Um, but that was my inspiration. It was the only outlet that I knew out, right? So when I came here um, in 2005, it was it, it was definitely a culture shock for me. It was a different world for me from New York. So it was a matter of me trying to find that butterfly again that was able to just unleash herself, right? And um, I knew I was good at, at speaking. I knew I was good with... Um, uh, bridging the gap in communities, right? Because I was I was always surrounded by diversity. I was always surrounded by people. So worked with several companies. I graduated as paralegal. I did communications and just kind of over, uh, you know, just wanted to be smart in the areas that I knew that I was great at and that was a, there was a need in. And then um, after just doing it for everybody else, I was tired and came to a, a standhold um, about two years ago. And, and I was like, I don't want to do it anymore. And there was a tug in my heart, you know, um, where it just felt so real to say, just do it on your own because I got you, right? Call it faith mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it. But it was so strong and so vivid, I couldn't even uh, deny it. So I started with zero. Zero in my bank account pretty much to start a business, right? Um, and it was just a matter of faith and and really just started to started with production, knowing that I was good with doing videos, knowing that I was good with writing scripts, knowing that I was good with um, getting people together. And then I just started to write, right? And digital marketing, just, I knew how to advertise. I knew how to um, build things. And that was a very beautiful thing for me. So as the day that I started, the month that I started, uh, God just started bringing uh, clients in, right? Into the door. And like you said, I think it grew more than I thought it was going to, um, 
initially. Like I had no idea. Like I didn't even know what it was to be a business owner, right? Like at all the hassles that you have to do. It's one thing to to do it for others and it's one thing to do it for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So the perspective was crazy. And then from there, like just to hear the feedback of people that were um that started to learn about how we did things, right? Because what's what's good about our or what I call a bilingual digital marketing business is that I can cater to two different communities completely different and bridge still those communities together right the English and the Spanish speaking communities that need each other right for them to scale their businesses so it was amazing to be able to use those type of content and and utilize those resources to be able to to expand the way we have but it's just been um, quite the journey and it's been a fun journey um, but it's also been tough right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's definitely, um, a tough space to be. I always say that business owners are masochists, right? (laughs) Because we don't like, we just, it's easier to just be that eight to five employee and just get your paycheck. And people don't understand that the hustle behind the scenes, it's different. It's different. And, um, but it's definitely a, a journey that I, I love exploring and continue to, you know, dive into. It's like a growth, like you'll never, you can't understand it unless you're in it and it, you can't get it anywhere else that like all of the things that you have to learn on the fly because you needed to try something new and you didn't know how to do this thing. And so you just jumped in and learned how to do it or whatever. And that, that masochist statement is yes, absolutely. But here's like people all the time, almost in like an air of a complaint, will say like, I quit my 40 hour work, 40 hour a week job so that I could work 60 to 80 hours a week. Right. Like, but, but like the kicker is I'm working 60 to 80 hours a week. Occasionally, if you really are, you maybe aren't doing it right. But if you are for a season, not always, but for like this season, you're doing it with something that feels like it's giving back to you, to you, right. It's fulfilling. It's something that you love. Like it might feel it is work, but it doesn't at the end of the day feel like the drudgery of going to do work for someone else. Like if somebody else were like, we need you to work 80 hours, we're going to pay you for 20 and I want you to do this shit you don't like. That's a whole different story Mm -hmm. than I'm going to work for 80 hours, probably get paid for 20 of those, but man, do I love it. And like, this is what I want to spend my time doing. And those 80 hours are going to work towards a life where I work three days a week and only do the stuff that I want to do. And I've got passive income and recurring revenue and all those things. Like Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we're definitely masochists knowing that at the end of the day, we get to retire early and do whatever the heck we want for whatever, we want. you know, whatever you want. And honestly, while you're in it, you can do whatever the heck you want as well. We were, I was just talking to my producer about that, about man, if I just wanted to take Thursday off, mm. I'm just going to take Thursday off. I don't have to ask anybody. I don't have to get permission. I don't have to have an excuse why I just wanted Thursday off. So I'm going to take it, which I love. So in the process, like I, I know enough about you. This is so hard with interviews with people that I know better <laughs> because like, I have to remember that not everybody knows the things that I know about you. Um, but every time you kind of see like a gap, right? Like as you're working and you're like, Ooh, there's a need that somebody should fill. You just sort of like jump in and do it. Right. So yeah. like, what has that led to in this couple of years that you've had this business for yourself? Well, it's led to a lot of things. One, it's a double-edged sword for me, right? Because mm-hmm. with me, like I see a necessity almost everywhere, right? Like there mm-hmm. should be this, there should be that. And then I want to be the one filling that gap. Right. Which it's, it's like even talking to you guys, um, as we were just talking it through and like I said, like I vomited a whole bunch of different things to you. It just brought, the more I heard myself, it brought perspective, right? It, it, it was about 
effectively filling a gap where there is a necessity, placing the right people in those in those uh, places. So for me, I used to just take the whole world into my shoulders, right? Because I knew that it was something that needed to be covered, that it was something that could be bridged. And because I wanted to be the hero of the story and just make sure that everybody was taken care of, you know, sometimes it it even hurt me, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, mental health is definitely a big thing when it comes to us business owners. So mm-hmm. understanding that balance was definitely um, an eye opener. So then just, you know, again, now throughout the years and after talking to you guys and putting those those key people in places, like it's easier, right? It's a smoother transition. And then talking to people is easier, especially when you have a team that you can rely on and that have the same passion that you do about their businesses and just making sure that they're successful. Um, and for me, that's the most important thing is to make sure that if there is something that we can do to fulfill the need in, in any type of community, like we are a resource, right? And, and we there's value to what we do. So, um, Yes, it's been kind of a headache, but at the same time, is I'm telling you, this journey has been so rewarding. Um, so, and I've discovered a lot of things even about myself that I just, I didn't know, you know? And then things that, newly things that you discover that you have to overcome, right? Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's just those phases that we, that we kind of um, go through. Um, just like this past couple of, of weeks, um, I've developed social anxiety, you know? Yeah. And... For me, I was like, what is happening? Like, what is going on? Because this is not the person that I am. Yeah. I've never was yeah. this person. So to step out and then feel this tingling sensation of not wanting to interact or hide or like, I'm like, what in the world has happened? So it's mm-hmm. just like these things where we where we realize like we work really hard. We we and sometimes with me, most of the time is behind the screen, right? So we become very comfortable, especially after COVID, very comfortable behind the screen and and, and all of this. So it's definitely um, it's definitely been an experience. Um, but now the way that I operate and the way that I do things is very different. You know, um, it's it's a little bit more organized um, before it wasn't. And obviously you and I know that it was all over the place. Um, so, you know, little by little, it's, it's just it's just a curve. But we have to do it because we need to give those clients or those businesses like the best of ourselves. You know? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And like still take care of yourself in the process. What mm-hmm. were some of those um, what were some of those struggles as you were growing that were really stick out to you as a, the thing that led to the thing that sucked that made you a better human? For me, it was the, one of the biggest things was when the clients or the businesses didn't understand the value that you brought in or why you needed, right? Why they needed it. Why was it important? Especially in my community where there's just, there's just some habits that it's hard to break, right? So it was also how I positioned myself, pricing, always lowering my prices, always trying to just meet people where they were. And it was it was tough um, because like I felt like, you know, even though the quality was there and I gave 100%, like I just felt that the value that the client had for our team just wasn't there. So, you know, struggling through those things and then trying to figure out the best way to um, be the best owner and meet them at the same, you know, at the same kind of meet them where they were. 
um, trying to find that balance. But then the reality is, and after hearing you and kind of being involved with, with Powerhouse, it's like, I mean, we do have a value, right? We do, we do have a worth and we have the experience to be able to charge what we charge and, and do what we do. And it's either the client appreciates that, embraces it, or it may we not, you know, we may not be a good fit. And that was a lesson that I've it was hard for me to learn. It was because again, when you want to cater to everyone, right? Um, it's it becomes a problem in a hassle because then you're working five times the work. And then some, most of the time you're not appreciated for the work. And then the ones that are not willing to pay that value are probably the ones that ask you for more, right. Or require more of you. So it just became me being stronger in, in my character. Right. And being able to say, look, this is what, these are the results of what we do. This is what we can do. And this is the price point to that because we've, you know, we've worked it up to that point. Um, and this is our value. And if not, if you can't at this time, we, you know, next, there's always a next time or in the future opportunities, but I've had to learn to be more bolder for myself and, and be more, um, mentally strong. And, and it's okay not to, um, have all the clients, you know, it's okay not to, um, cater to everyone. That's why, you know, niches are so important and, and learn that as well. To know, yeah, who, who exactly you need to be talking to in that tiny target market, the mental game. I love that you said that because it is such a, it's probably the thing we talk about when I got into this is not, I didn't ever anticipate doing anything on mindset ever. I was very like objective, literal, logical marketing sales business growth, right? Like that's what I wanted to teach. I was like, here's how you find your market. Here's how you do business growth. Here's how we do sales, whatever. And then mindset started coming up and it's like 90% of the work we do is mindset. Like, how are you thinking about the things that you're selling? How are you thinking about your market? How are you thinking about your self-worth? How are you thinking about your value? How you, how are you thinking about who's paying you and how they're paying you and who you're going after and what their mindset is. But in so much of it comes down to like, scarcity mindset. I'm not for everybody and there's plenty to go around. Right. And I'm actually worth what I'm charging. And when Mm -hmm. you are your business and your business is you, and that's one of those dichotomies of your business is its own thing. It's its own entity. It's not you. But at the same time, when you are running your business, it is you. It's so hard not to take it personally when somebody says, I don't want that because you hear, I don't want you. And that like, especially if you've ever, if you, you know, if, most people have grown up with some version of bullying or people not, you know, yep. digging them or whatever. So when to hear like, it's not worth it. And you hear you're not worth it. The, exactly. Like the, where that cuts. Right. So that I feel mm-hmm. that I feel that growth and, and how many people have been like, you know, I don't think this is for me, but I thought we were a good fit. And all I hear is like, you're not good enough. And I have to stop myself and go, no, that they mean, they mean the service or they can't afford it or whatever. Right. And that's, it's such a mindset game. Um, what were some of the biggest, like, when I say like your success moments, what comes to mind for you immediately? Oh, I always appreciate that first client. Like for me, I go back to that first client because that first client client gave me hope, right? That first client, um, allowed me to know that regardless of how much money I didn't have, regardless of how much I wasn't in the market, didn't, wasn't that, you know, I was a new owner in the block and and had all these desires that I was very capable uh, to do it. You know, I was very like, it allowed me 
to open my own doors to know, wow, if this one client, right, who wanted my biggest packet, like, like wanted me it, as I was with no other like client or experience and, and, and all of that, then that means there's so many more that are willing to give my company that opportunity, right? So I always, that for me, and along the way, there's been a lot of more successes, right? With, with, with clients of, of all walks of life. But, but that one client is always a client that regardless of, of anything, gave me the opportunity to just be explore um and open up to a different a different world right and mm-hmm. gave me even the passion to get into more into real estate and, and investment and and that's why i work with that market right because it's exciting it's fun um and there's different areas you cater to in in in, in that world so it, it definitely is something that i can I mean, I can't be gracious enough. Um, when someone gives you an opportunity, it is definitely um, something that you cannot, like, you cannot dismiss, right? Because they're right. trusting you with something that is so important. They're trusting you with with something that they've worked, sweat, tears, and and you know. So you have something that you have to protect, that you have to take care of, that you have to bring value to. So when someone trust me enough to do that for their business like there's a there's just a feeling that you just can't explain you know that you're doing something that that makes sense that definitely puts a mark in someone's life and then that person remembers you for the rest of it you know yeah oh I absolutely love that I love the um I love being around for my clients first money when they're like, somebody paid me, mm-hmm. somebody paid me for the thing that I do, that I make, that I offer, that I whatever. And I'm like, hold that, put that shit in a jar, set it mm-hmm. by your bed, like that feeling right there, bottle it up because there's nothing more satisfying, gratifying, like grounding than somebody trusted me to do what I want to do. And exactly. they paid me for it. They paid me for it. <sighs> they paid me for it. Right. Like, it's beautiful, beautiful moment. Um, with, if somebody, if you were having a conversation with somebody and they said, Jazz, I think I'm really tired of doing this work for somebody else and I want to jump, I want to make the jump and do it on my own. What's the first piece of advice that comes to mind that you'd want to give that person? So if they were to want to do it by themselves? Yeah. Whatever it is that, that they're doing as a job and they say, you know, I think I just, I want to do it on my own. What do you tell them? The first thing I do, and I've, I've actually had this conversation with a lot of my even friends that do it, is just pray about it. You know, and if that is something that is pulling you to do it, regardless of your circumstances, do it. If it's a pull, it's a desire, it is a passion that burns and ignites in you, do it, right? Because um, at the end of the road, like I always tell people, like sometimes you don't have to have everything 100% figured out. I did it, right? And a lot of people like feel like they have to have all of their ducks in order and then launch their business. And the reality is that it's not, it's not really practical. It's not a practical thing to do because we, even then you jump into it and there's still other things that you're discovering that you have to develop. Right. So, but I never discovered someone who has that desire to do something that they know that they're good at, that they know that they would love to do as long as, you know, they know like this is what they want to do and not be easily discouraged in times where you could be very easily discouraged and quit the moment things go like bad. Like it's, 
it's just something that you have to, I'm just a person that pushes you. I'll push you to your limit. If I see that there's a gift, if I see that there's a talent, then like I will get you the resources. I will get you connected, but don't give up on something that you know that can take you to a different, you know, a different place mentally, spiritually, you know, physically, like it's all about growth. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and in that you start getting to know yourself in a different light. When you are in this business of being in your own business, I'm telling you, people don't know what their real strengths or weaknesses are until you're faced, like in your face fire, right? Right. So it's just a polishing, it's a polishing, but I'm, I am no one to discourage anybody in, in, you know, in their dreams because I was that little girl. I mean, I've dreamt of this day of today when I was like five, you know, yeah. of doing that, of talking to the masses of, of just being authentically me and, and just sharing with the world my gift. And it five years old to this point, 32, like that's a hell of a long time, you know? So again, you, you don't know the walk of people. You don't know where they come from. You don't know their stories. And sometimes these are the things that save their lives, you know? Yeah. Um, and people just want hope. They just want hope, you know? And, and again, you, you can be a light that guides them. Um, but yeah, I'm just one to push people to their limits and, and, you know, shake them up a little bit. There you go. I'm definitely one that like, don't you dare tell me you want to start a business unless you're serious. Cause you'll be starting. Uh-huh. Business. Like, <laughs> I'll be calling to check up on you. Is it time? Are you doing it? Is it the thing yet? Is it happening? Is it because I'll push you. I'm with you on that one. And I love that so much. This has been absolutely phenomenal jazz. If y'all need any digital, um, digital marketing type stuff, especially with anybody, uh, who's wanting to bridge that gap with the English and Spanish speaking stuff. Jazz is your girl. I don't know anybody else, especially in the area who does this and does it as well as she does. So, um, check out just another season productions and Jazz, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. This has been awesome and insightful and I cannot, 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 cannot wait to hear your keynote at the shattered glass symposium. I'm so excited to have you there. I'm so excited for the speakeasy that's coming up, all of the phenomenal things that we have. And if y'all want to come meet her, come, meet her like this is the whole point come meet these amazing empowering encouraging women and let them push you off the cliff because that's what she's here for so Jess, thank you, thank so, you so much, much. Yeah. Absolutely. thanks for listening to that episode of she's a powerhouse if you loved this whatever platform you're on right now why don't you go down and hit that subscribe button if you're feeling super nice you can leave us a review leave us a comment and share us with other badass women in your life <laughs>